Welcome everyone to Architecture for the Soul. Today, we, as usual, we have Matthias, our co-host. And Hello. we have a very special guest, like all the guests that we have in the past also. And he's Steven Rubio. Steven is, is the guy that is behind the curtains in Show It Better. So Matthias, help us with his bio. Yes, of course. Well, welcome, Stephen. And for those of you who do not know, Stephen Rubio is a Colombian architect who is the founder of Show It Better, an online architecture representation platform that educates young architects with now over 250,000 YouTube subscribers all around the world. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here, Stephen. Welcome. No, thank you guys for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. And let's do it. Of course. Um, and first, uh, I think we would like to know a little bit of who you are, you know, who is Steven, show, uh, show you, uh, you show us a little bit about yourself, or show yourself better, right? <laughs> uh, instead of show it better. So if you want to talk a little bit, just who you are, what you're about. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, my name is Steven. I am from Colombia. I am an architect. I graduated from architecture school in 2015. Um, I live in Bogota. I started Show It Better one year after graduating. I started uh, working in, in like in the whole architectural realm since I was like in second year of architecture school. I really liked the representation. I loved, uh, I was really like in Bogota, we, there's a lot of offices that have uh, a big emphasis on competitions, you know, like competition offices. So I ended up in many offices that only participated in competitions. So I was very accustomed to the, like, to the culture of, you know, creating a ton of renders, competition boards, uh, staying up late, which is not good, but, you know, it happened. And uh, that, you know, that was like well, the first time where I got like kind of trained into like the architecture culture. Um, and eventually I, I stick to, to like the whole representation thing, I think was super interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll be talking about it in, in, like throughout the conversation, but I started to show it better. And right now this is like uh, what I dedicate myself to, to show it better into more like individual uh, projects. But this is like, this is the show it better is the main thing. And that's pretty much it for now. Steven, and being from Colombia, I, I am also, we, we all are from Latin America. And I think that it's a very interesting topic to talk about the architecture in Latin America. Uh, from your perspective point, from a Colombian guy, how do you see the architecture evolve, evolve in Latin America? How do you see that pattern? Uh, I'm very, I'm always very excited for what's happening here in Latin America because each, each country, I'm, I'm not saying like maybe each country, but maybe each region has very distinct tendencies and very interesting interesting proposals like in the like in the from the point of view of like of, of world architecture i think latin american architecture is going in inside a great path which is a path of um like recognizing what its culture is about in each region and trying to do the best of it so i know that for example here in colombia and medellin there's a special set of architects which which are bringing like the whole tropic like when you think of something that's uh, located in the tropic they're trying to bring it inside of like materializing it into architecture and when you go to Medellin you see like almost everywhere like the, from the urbanism to 
to the schools, to private architecture, public architecture, you see uh, buildings that are super, super interesting. And of course, you know, this whole um, tendency in, in Argentina and uh, Chile is also very, like, it's also very, like, like from, from the material, like, and understanding what material is. So I, I think I'm, I'm very excited to, to see each day, like each new architect that pops up. Uh, from from the region because they're we're all doing very interesting things. Yeah, and and this whole idea of uh, let's call it like vernacular, right? Uh, <laughs> getting uh, the materials from site and what makes sense in in specific regions, specific climates, specific cultures. Um, it's something that we see. I would say not more often, but we see a lot in many different parts of Latin America. Um, and it's kind of like the counter argument to like the international style that we may we may also see in cities. But I think uh, Latin America, at least some some projects that I've been seeing, are doing a good job in bringing back almost like a revival of culture as a, a main element um, after this whole like international wave of buildings, you know, from the '90s to 2000s. Um, but yeah, uh, and. Uh, one one thing that you mentioned about you know local local architects and people around the region doing interesting projects, um, that's interesting to talk about um, what is showcased on Show It Better, um, and it, it's interesting to see that you don't just share you know star architects work, um, you know there's a lot of different type of content even um, you know from Harry Potter Hogwarts <laughs> uh, design and if anyone is interested or has not seen it yet. Uh, Steven does a really good job and show it better in showcasing movies and, you know, all sorts of content related to architecture and architectural representation. Um, so this question is basically about your stage, right? Because you have a, a huge platform to talk about architecture and you, you become the curator of what this huge audience sees. If you're curating star architects or putting someone from one of these smaller, uh, I would say smaller, but less of a reach in your stage, you're giving them a voice and you're showing what they're showing, you know? Um, so um, yeah, I'd like to, to ask you about that. How do you see the stage you have and this responsibility or this power, however you want to phrase it? It's something weird, something that I, I still don't get used to. I mean, I've been doing, you know, like the whole Instagram content and YouTube for, for four years now. And it's, like you still learn every day. And sometimes we, I make a ton of mistakes in what to post, what not to post like content, because I would like, part of me like wants to showcase first, like a lot of theory, like a lot of, uh, you know, like very important subjects that each architect, because a lot of, a lot of the, the audience is, um, is very young. There are a lot of students. So I always try to introduce like the like the fundamentals, right? Like the the where you can't go wrong. You have to study, like for example, the architecture or the the drawings of of, of these these people or, or these uh these eras. But sometimes, of course, as well, I feel like in depth to like the whole like my my whole Latin America uh, like um, heritage. And when I miss the opportunity to do something that I should have done, like for example, showcasing showcasing a building or an architect or a drawing that's from my region, I still feel like a lot of in, that I'm in depth with that, but I'm trying to improve it a little bit more. I, I, I'm not managing like the Instagram anymore. It's uh, I have like 
two other people that's, that's helping me and they try we try to like get together and talk about all right so this week what can we talk about which architect can we put we were doing like a short series right now which is called spotlight which architect can we put in spotlight or which drawing um, like a tendency is important for for people to know and for example in the last course uh that that i that i did um i tried to do the course this is a course on sections i try to do the course with the faculty of university, the faculty of architecture and urbanism of uh, um, Sao Paulo. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of uh, the architects, which is obviously, you know, Vila Nova Artigas and a lot of people which are not obviously from, from the region or don't know the building were very, you know, amazed with the architect because obviously he's just a superstar in Brazil. But I'm trying, I mean, that's like the whole, I think maybe that's like the task that we have as, creators of latin america trying to give like a voice to ourselves because that's what's lacking and i think something that i'm still working on it's hard sometimes to curate i think it's, it's, it's a very hard job because you have to please a, a curate when you're doing content in english because i have audience from you know from india united states united kingdom uh mm -hmm. south africa there's a ton of people which want to see themselves represented and sometimes you can't obviously give them give them all like please them all and it's it's a very hard job sometimes but I guess this is like what like the whole content creation um, like culture is about, you know, trying to discover like what should we do, what should we not do, like where do we mess up, how do we correct this, and it's every day I'm learning, and I'm trying to make it a very Latin American uh, mm -hmm. um, from a very Latin American perspective. Maybe. Yeah, and and this curation, uh, I'm interesting to know if this uh, curating of the work is it based on your preference right and you, you kind of set a standard for curating and it's based on that and then the audience um kind of responds to that or the actual curation has the audience in mind what the audience would benefit from that's that's what i'm interested in. you know if if the audience is a response of what you've curated or if you respond to the audience in order to curate I think it's both. That's a super interesting question. Sometimes, like for example, there's a curation of of what videos I'm going, what video topics I'm going to I'm going to do, and also what content I'm going to post post on Instagram, which some, which sometimes is very different. You know, like very uh, you know very different, like very uh, in depth tutorials on one side, and very you know uh, culture architectural culture stuff on Instagram. So sometimes on Instagram, depending on like what people are, are talking about, what they're most inter mostly interested in, or what like the whole, what the world is talking about, we're creating, we're curating our content based on that. But on YouTube, I try to not, I mean, I try to put like what I would like to see as an architect, like, I would really like to see how to maybe if I'm, if I'm seeing a lot of uh, aerial renders on, on Instagram, and I have no idea how to make them. I as an architect would like to see how to actually make them or if I'm seeing like a, a new competition is out, like a new results of competitions out and a lot of ton of big offices had a ton of different drawings from different perspectives, but they all had this section. Then I'm, try I'm trying to create content, which I would be super interested in. Sometimes, of course, a lot of people would like to see more tutorials. They would like to see uh, more of the like banal stuff like, hey, can you repeat again? How did you do that? The Archangels diagram. Like a lot of people would love to see that a ton of times, but it gets boring. And sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not, not going to do that. Today I'm, I'm going to do a book review on, or like my favorite books, which is like my favorite topic on, you know, like very, 
very maybe not clickbaity stuff but that's something that's interesting for me or that I found interesting when I was in school and I was studying. So I'm trying to do more of that content, but obviously you have to balance it out with what the audience kind of sort of needs. So. I think that is a great value behind what you do as a platform of education. And, and I would like to know about that intrinsic value that you have behind us, show it better as a tool to transforming education for young generations. When I was in, 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 in the university, I went with this like deeper sense of helping the students to transform their minds into, into, into feed that hunger to be better. And I was, uh, for that and many reasons, I converted into president of, of the Association of Students in Honduras. And, and I share with Latin American students with, with this association that is called CLEA, that is the coordination of all Latin American students of, 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 of whole Latin America. And I remember uh, that the same topic always repeated itself, how we can transform education in Latin America. And I think that tools and platforms like yours are so much important, not because it's cheap is, or, or, or is free, is because it's is so essential to be in the, in the contemporary mood, mood, movement of the tendencies. You need to be always updated. And, and, and I would like to know a, a little bit about that. What is the intrinsic value that you see in how it show it better as a platform? Man, what a question. I mean, <laughs> this is like a topic that I, I converse with myself every day. Like, what are you doing, steering with your life? Like, this is like a very big like thing for me. And I think for, for a ton of creators, which um, are new to this world, and a ton of architecture creators, which obviously don't have a path uh, of people who did, the, who did it before them. And we have to kind of discover like, hey, you know, this is a job that we can do. We can try to educate through the internet uh, in, a very, in a very different educational system than what we're used to. And when I was in university, when I was studying uh, on my undergraduate degree, I always liked, uh, you know, as I think we all liked when we had good, very good teachers, you know, I had a good teacher like in first semester, maybe in, in fifth semester. And, and I think that was it. I had like two very good teachers that left me an impact. I'm like, that kind of like defined my, my architecture career. Like, hey, you're very good at doing this. And one other uh, teacher said, uh, or like showed me another path of towards like how to approach design and architecture. And that stayed with me like until now. And there are very few teachers that you can say that about. And obviously, obviously of course, also in, um, in high school in, in, um, and yeah, and like in general, like the education system, sometimes you don't have very good teachers or you don't have the opportunity to have very good teachers. Yes. But when, you, when, when that happens to someone, and you understand that, like, for example, it transformed my architecture career in some sort of way, then I'm, I'm kind of envious of, of, um, of the teacher's power to do that. And I'm like, hey, I would like to do that too as well with, with a student. I'm like, if I can create a video and of 10,000 people that see it, one is like, hey, this is kind of cool, then you know, that, that makes me feel good. I think maybe it's kind of like an egocentric kind of stuff, but of course as well, I mean, you have to see it from the point of view of like the state of uh, architectural education or maybe education, I don't know, but architectural education um, in the moment in Latin America, I'm not sure if in the world, but I know that, uh, I know 
because I was there, because a lot of people still, you know, education is kind of still the same as it was 10 to 20 years ago, that there's something wrong in, in, in not, not something wrong, but something that it's not, is not evolving correctly as it should with the whole um, environment that we're in, like every day, like uh, I have the, the opportunity to access a ton of information for free or for a very cheap price on the internet. And when I go to school, I don't hear my teachers talk about that at all. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's, they're like very different uh, wavelengths. And if I'm, that's what happened to me when I was in school. I, I thought I was very good at something, you know, at being an architect, at designing. And there was one opportunity where we had like a competition between different schools of different regions. So I got the opportunity to see like for the same project, for the same uh, like design uh, problem, we had to all post them up like in the, whole, the same room and I had the opportunity to see how other schools were dealing with this problem. And I realized that we, like, I wasn't really good at all. I sucked because I didn't understand how to, how to represent a ton of stuff. And, and I was confused. I mean, I mean, this was like a very, like obviously childish way of thinking, but I was like, why don't I know how to create a section like that? Why don't I understand that design skill that, they, the, that people the same age were doing. So obviously I understood that I couldn't depend on my university teachers for them to teach me everything. YouTube was out. I, I got the opportunity to learn for free a ton of stuff that I'm still learning, learning today uh, from the internet. And I got to reapply it to architecture and well, it, had, it has led me to, to very interesting paths. But when you realize that you're like, you know, this is only going forward. It's going to, only going to develop so much more. And I, I'm not sure like what universities are going to do. I mean, if they can only, I don't know if, if their business is sustainable that way where people can learn a ton of things about architecture without being in an architecture school. They just maybe go to for, for, the, for the degree. But if we want to learn, maybe I can, I, today I was in a conference. I was seeing a conference by the Bureau Large with the, with, they had um, H Architects. And I was like, dude, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, like a very like a niche conference where so very few people would see it. Uh, I'm having the opportunity to see it. Maybe a ton of people are as well. They're not enrolled into the Berlage. They didn't, they didn't have to uh, pass a ton of interviews or whatever, but they could see it and they can learn a ton from, from those architects. I'm like, well, this is like very cool. And I'm, I'm interested in seeing what is going to happen in the future because I, I know, and I think, you know, we're all going to make part of that. And we all have the, the power to make those um, like interesting decisions of like, hey, you know, now if maybe there's a, a YouTuber uh, of design or, or history of design or theory or whatever, they have the power to create like amazing lessons, amazing uh, different ways of teaching history that is not inside the syllabus of a traditional architecture school. And they can change like the whole course of how a person uh, is going to learn architecture, even if they're not, you know, from a university, from a well-known university, or they don't have any people enrolled in their, in their school, but they can make a great impact on people from all over the world. Yeah. So I, so to me, I think that is super interesting. And I, I'm very, I'm just excited to be like part of it, like around, you know, what, what is going on. Yeah. It's the beginning of decentralizing basically, uh, architecture education or i mean education in general right because it's not only for architecture this is happening for everything uh, architecture still has this thing that you do need a degree in order to build right to become an architect um however i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this like i'm very happy with my education i really liked i graduated from florida international university 
but I never once had a class on how to make a section better or how to, you know, draw mm -hmm. or represent or diagrams, you know, you, you were told, oh, you need diagrams or, oh, your diagrams are not clear enough. Yeah. But then you have to go out of your way to find that information or something like that. And, you know, right now, just on your page alone, you know, someone can become a master representer of designs. And, and something that I think is really interesting is that this is not normal education. I don't think what you're doing is, I, I would call just education. I think just calling education is downplaying it. I think what you do is showcasing a tool. You're giving them the ability to express what they want. You're giving them the power to make other people see their vision. And this is what you're doing. You're allowing those people with, you know, they have great project, great design, fine. But, you know, it's, it's how to showcase that, how to show it better, literally. Like the name says it all. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, and, and, and even the diagrams, you know, now as I see a diagram, as a tendency of how you can explain better the projects. For example, Bjarke and Ingles. Um, it's, this guy is, is explaining all his breaks in a very few diagrams and used it so well, the break. It's, it's crazy. You don't need thousands of pages of information or you don't need a lot of renders. With a few four image, you explain all the breaks. You understand it. What is the story behind it and what is your goal with, with, with that? I see a, a very cool tendency in, in, in diagrams. And I would like to know how do you see it in your perspective? about uh, what is the right tendency that is right now in representation in architecture? There are a ton, there are a ton. That, that's what's cool about it. There are a ton of tendencies that depend on- um, Oh, you have a dog. <laughs> no, there are a ton of tendencies that depend on, on the architect itself, not like what, what, um, what is trending at the moment, right? So for example, if we're in the same school or if we're, competing for the same competition if you think you can uh, represent your projects better by synthesizing only the materials erase the lines erase the whole um, rendering perspective just make it flat then obviously you will get like this follow atelier kind of uh kind of vibe and that that would be the best way for you to create your project if you are going into like the whole uh, direct opposite way of going into like these mirror style renderings where they're uh, very poetic, almost like paintings, then you can get, grab that uh, path as well. Or you, if you refuse to do perspective uh, renderings and you choose to only communicate your projects through a section, through a floor plan, that's valid as well. I mean, I wish I would have told, like my teacher would have told me from the beginning, like, hey, your, your challenge is to explain uh, your whole project through one drawing. I mean, not, and instead they said, just give me 10 sections, uh, five diagrams, give me uh, a whole floor plan, give me 10 renders. And that was our challenge per se, you know, trying to render 10 times from SketchUp, different points of view that didn't communicate anything at all. But we didn't understand what, what took me a ton of time to understand like, hey, you know, it's not about how many drawings and it's not about what is the, the, the drawing that is trending right now or the, the the most visually appealing drawing no it's it's how you can communicate your project better your idea better you know it's not i mean of course i have a like i'm biased and i i would always want to represent my projects towards like a, a very um 
Photoshop-y kind of way where there's a ton of ingredients, there's a ton of color, um, there's perspective kind of renderish because I came from that school and I, I like that. But it's not like a rule for anyone, for everyone. I mean, if you think that you understand better your ideas or you can communicate them in another way, that's valid as well. And it's like, I would emphasize if you are, if you are trying to do something different, please do it because when you're trying to do the same thing as, as everyone else, it's kind of hard to stand out. So I, I, I'm very excited. I'm going to say I'm very, very excited a lot, but I am very excited. <laughs> you're a very excited person. That's fine. Yeah. I'm always super excited. No, in this, in this, in this subject, sometimes I get very, very emotional because I know what, like how it's happened with, with my life. And if I would have maybe realized that, um, I should have studied maybe, um, painting or composition, and that would have helped my project much more than studying Revit, I would have done it because it just helps so much more communicating, like understanding what idea I want to want to communicate. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to, to push anyone to any trends or any, any styles, because that's like something that I wouldn't want, want to do for myself when I was in that age. So, you know, try to kind of like interiorize or be like very self-conscious of like, Hey, you know, what is my project trying to communicate? And there you, maybe you will find a style. Maybe you won't find it at first, but you'll try to do it 10, 40, a hundred times. And after that you will find it, but it's, it's worth doing the whole process. Exactly. I, I, I do agree. And I do share this vision or kind of perspective on trends. Uh, I think trends are kind of, dangerous and it just it represents what is being valued right now um and like you mentioned each project has their own essence and each project has their own uh, way of representing something um and what i i do appreciate about show it better is that it doesn't focus on one style at all like you go through uh the the page itself and it's it's a mosaic of many different ways of representing different things um and I do see, however, in architecture schools, uh, you go through, uh, I've, I've been a guest crit critic in some presentations and you start seeing, you know, like the one style of rendering or drawing kind of repeated across multiple different boards. And you, you know, like, oh, okay, uh, everyone shares the same precedence or inspiration. Um, however, the most interesting drawings, what I found, uh, seek inspiration from outside architecture. Uh, and inspiration from other places, other things. And, you know, there's not a specifically a trend. And in the end, it doesn't matter how it looks and like the, the style of the, the presentation, as long as it does represent what you're trying to represent and it communicates without words. And I think that's like the bottom line um, of a representation, right? Uh, you you want to make the project speak for itself. And um and that wasn't a question. <laughs> no, no, I, I completely agree. And like, for example, I'm, I'm trying to imagine if there's a student or a person that, yeah, a student watching us and trying to say like, hey, like, how do I find that my style? How do I, how do I understand how I should represent my project? Like, I understand it's not that easy to say like, hey, I'm going to pick today collage style. I'm not going to pick only sections. No, it's not about that. But what you said is super important. One challenge that always like opens your mind a lot and try to tries to break it out from the, like the world of architecture that we have been constructed into like each day is trying to pick um, some topic, some theme that's outside of architecture 
uh, and try to accommodate it to your point of view, like trying to get a filter that's outside of architecture and trying to accommodate it to your point of view. Maybe it, it can't, doesn't necessarily have to be for your render. It can be like for your way of analyzing your project, right? So I'm not going to analyze it for like the solar studies or where the green areas are, where the streets are, but I'm going to analyze it by the smells. I'm going to analyze it by, um, I don't know, what was there before and what, what is not there now or the history or the people, like a ton of different stuff that sometimes because we are architects, we are limited, like our minds get limited yeah. as, as, as we advance in our career and we're like our challenges to try to break that limit and of course like my in my like in my personal uh, story I've tried to or I've, I've I've been challenged with different artists so I think you know art like in itself with different kinds of artists that are super weird super rare uh, and we try to incorporate it into your project that itself will give you a kind of a uh, path where you can go down to like in, if, even if it means in representation or if it means into how you're going to talk about the project maybe you're going to explain it only in in one paragraph or maybe you're not going to uh, explain it at all but it has to be explained through a certain type or a certain style or whatever but challenging yourself to to make two different things fit into into your project is is a very interesting exercise for those that are not entirely sure of how to find their their style or their essence or what they should do in this particular project you know so, I, th cool. I think that art in architecture is fully related for all the in the whole history it's it's basically 101 and I, I agree in terms of that art is part of architecture in everything that we do because for example a render a render is, a, is more than just a representation of how it is the building in a 3D model, is the story that you tell behind the, the, the project. What are you telling with those people that you put? What are the people doing? Uh, what culture are the people? Where are they located? Where, where are they wearing? So there is a lot of things that they are, they are telling a story. It's, it's kind of similar art. How, what, is, what is the message that you would like to do behind it, the, the, the scene that you're representing? Are you telling one, one important thing about how the architects needs to do something else to learn from it and then translate into architecture? And I think that I was studying a pat, patterns that from the, all the people that won the Pritzker, that is basically the novel of architecture world. And they have that in common that mostly all the architects that won the, the prize, they were in different topics at the same time. For example, Daniel Levinsky was into music. Saha Hadid was into art, crazy art, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and you see, you start seeing all these patterns that those guys was in a different thing at the same time that they were in architecture. And I think that the mind connects very well those patterns to create something, something unique in experience unique buildings and, 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 and more of that. Yeah, and I, and I think sometimes, um, or maybe in, in some, some places, people tend to try to find their style or find their, yeah, maybe their style, let's leave it at style. And they get married to that style and they're like, hey, no, that's, that's what I do. I, I have already tried to, to explore different, different paths, but this is the way I represent it better um, because maybe a star architect did it that way, right? Only, only maybe, 
Zaha did it only one way and her projects are always like this. So my projects also have to be like this as well. But the interesting thing about like a human being is like the, the phases that we go through. Like sometimes we like rock and sometimes we like reggaeton. Sometimes we like a ton of different stuff. And it's so cool when we represent that into our project, into what we're doing. Right now, I'm super interested in like French photography and French uh, render artists. So there's a very specific um, aesthetic that they follow. Like they, they all communicate between themselves, like the photographers and the render artists. They have a very uh, particular style of, the green, of, of green, a very particular style of skies and a very different uh, particular style of perspectives. They don't use very hard shadows. They're always very into uh, gray skies. And I think that's super interesting. And, and so I, I think love your last video, man. Uh, the one yeah. that you do with D5. Uh, oh, very yeah. good renders, by the way. Uh, I also actually was convincing Matthias uh, before the call that you need. I, I say, Matthias, you need to download D5. This guy made an awesome render. <laughs> well, it's, it's cool. It's cool. You saw that way. I mean, I don't want to promote like any any programs here. I, I'm up for all programs, even if you don't know how to manage any programs. That's super cool as well. But if a program um, makes you makes your life easier, makes you more productive, then go for it. But D5 can do it. Lumen can do it. AutoCAD can do it. I mean, there's a ton of programs where you can do great presentations. So. I love rendering in AutoCAD. It's my oh, I, I hate that I'm not very good at rendering in AutoCAD because the people who master AutoCAD have such prolific renderings and drawings. Like, um, you guys, obviously, you guys have seen... Um, all the sections and the drawings by Atelier Bow Wow. Yes. Oh my God. And and when you obviously <laughs> you understand how they are trying to uh, communicate all of the detail into these line drawings. Oh my gosh. I, I feel super like ignorant and stupid because like I have to take out like a render machine so I can communicate my idea, but they can do it with only lines. Exactly. And that's like <laughs> the, the biggest challenge of all. Like if you can represent without any of these machines, but also like only through or through pen and paper or through a line drawing, then you have uh, advanced so much more than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's catch is part of that, that process and how you represent your idea through simple lights and simple, simple <laughs> weird figures. Um, Steven, we would like to do uh, 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 a funny game that is answered with one word. So oh, we we're gonna. I'm very bad for this. For this <laughs> games, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we're gonna give you a, a ton of words, and you say whatever you yeah. want. And basically, they're word. like general topics or any idea, and you you just give the first response that comes to your mind. Um, no pressure, but there's a time limit, and if you can't make it, you won't win the prize. Pressure, but there's pressure. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so I'll start off with. NFT in architecture, one word. <laughs> Little knowledge, two or two words, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. It can be, it can be two words yeah. in this case. Right. Metaverse. Metaverse. Hmm. Expectant. All right. The arc angles. Hmm. I have a word, but in Spanish, I'm not sure how to say it. Right, Spanish. Spanish. Spanish is trillado. Trillado. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll pretend I understood. <laughs> uh, what does it mean? Can you can try to explain with a few more words what that is? I mean, 
the closest word that I can come up with is like overrated, but not in such an extreme way. A little bit less overrated, but so, yeah, overrated. Over, let's see, overrated. Let's see overrated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Saha Hadid. <laughs> oh no that's even misunderstood i have a ton of respect for zaha for different work so misunderstood all right warm's eye view axonometric i want to see more of them <laughs> yes <laughs> good one nine five mentality um outdated concrete I'm sorry what concrete concrete mm. overrated as well i'm sorry to use the same word but oh no you overrated. can you can you can do whatever you want man <laughs> making models by hand oh respect ton of respect <laughs> 3d printing Boring. Artificial intelligence. Mm. I have no opinion of that, to be honest. All right. Forgetting the North Arrow on a plan. Uh, happens to, to all of us. Finding a North Arrow in a section. Desubicado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know how to. How, how, how would you translate it, Matt? Desubicado. Uh, Desubicado. It's like. <laughs> like lost? Lost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, a question that you have to decide and basically show which one you select. And you cannot say both. You have to say one of them and the other one dies. Um, which is a question that we also asked Oliver last week, All right. uh, which is a 30-30 ISO or 45 axonometric. Which one of them? 30-30 or? Or 45. 45. Mm. Can I explain why I'm not? Yeah, I'm going to explain. <laughs> uh, can I pick another one or no, I have to pick another one? I have to pick that one because if I had to pick, I think the most challenging one would be a, a zero uh, 30 or a zero 45. But if I had okay. to pick between both of the, the, the options that you gave me, I would pick a 45 just because it's, um, it's much more technical, but, but I would pick a zero to 45 or a zero, zero to 45. All right. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. What, what was the, the answer of Oliver? Oliver said ISO. ISO. <laughs> yeah, the, the 30-30. You know, Especially Oliver because told you can get us, assets that kind of fit, go with. Yeah, Oliver told what? us that, that, that he started uh, his career in YouTube looking your videos. Do you know that? Yeah, no, we, I talk with Oliver all the time. He's like, we're, we like, we're very good. Uh, we're like um, partners on the same job, but we just have, we're just in different places. We do the same exact, exact thing. But yeah, I mean, I, so it's a I, mafia. 
you guys control <laughs> that's uh, that's the idea of course no no no. i mean I, I we're very we're always super excited for uh, new people that come into the scene and propose different but interesting things because it's a hard kind of job if you're an architect you like it, doing videos is, is really hard but i have a ton of respect for oliver too and for everyone who I, I've learned through the internet, I, I like for if if I was that for Oliver, Alex Hogerfer was that for me. I mean, if it wasn't for for him, I think we we wouldn't be here because that's the way I learned how to present or how to take architectural projects into Photoshop and do a ton of stuff. So I'm glad I I, I you know I'm doing something for Oliver and I'm learning a ton from him as well. And I hope. Uh, we can connect with like all the all the new creators that are coming up. I wish we could have like a, a yearly meeting or some you know something somewhere, because there are a ton of things that we sh that we want to talk about, but it's yeah. kind of hard. Sometimes. Let's create a league of a league of architects. <laughs> I'll be yeah. Batman. Yeah, I was talking to Rishab, um, who oh, runs Rishab too. Yeah, Blessed uh, Arc, and um, at some point he did the video with like the architecture quiz. <laughs> right and uh basically oh, it was yeah it was uh about that yeah. and it, at some point it was like a bunch of us and everyone kind of somewhere in there in architecture content and uh, i was talking to him about creating this group the blessed ones <laughs> that would be super cool that would be i know really right cool. it'd be like yeah, a marble marble yeah. for architects no we should do it i mean <laughs> there's a ton of people from a ton of different places that are doing stuff mm -hmm. like rashab what he's doing oh my gosh that's yeah. like unprecedented very like, cool like a very interesting format for an architect so yeah sorry. yeah rishab this is a message for you you didn't invite me why the rishab <laughs> I, I thought that we were friends <laughs> no but for sure yeah you know, rishab if you're listening you should do the group and of course add all of us because but, it would be interesting but, but, by the way, just to put a little context in this conversation, Oliver is, is from Learn Home Stars. We had a podcast with him that we just released uh, the, the, the past week. And Rishab, Rishab, we also have a podcast with him that is from Bless Arc. I, we highly recommend their channels. You can find it on YouTube and also from Steven. And Steven, we're going to go to the last question. And it's a, it's a question that we always close the podcast. And oh it's the billboard question. So if you have the possibility oh. to put an image, a sound, a video, whatever you want, in all the billboards in all the world for one day, what it will be? Hmm. To be honest, and this is not like me giving a boring answer, but this is like what I would actually do. I would leave them blank. So we wouldn't have like any publicity or any, any, anything else, just, but like the whole world, the architecture itself. Uh, so I would leave them blank and not any blank, but maybe an off-white. So it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> sound very strong. So kind of off-white, I would do it. Never, never completely white, right? Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's pretty deep, actually. It's the analogy of how you, you will like that no publicity will be interfering the architectural landmark. But in itself, it would be a publicity of, you know, nothing. So it wouldn't be, I mean, like that, that nothing would be something and that would make it interesting as well. Yeah. No message is a message, right? Of course. Deep. I will leave, I will leave wow. a, a little, a little, a little, 
a little segment that said follow follow Steven Rubio in show it better, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I don't yeah, no. You will receive no. like a million subscribers, don't worry. I don't want those I will do it for you. I, I want only the people that are interested in representation, which is very few people in the world. <laughs> Well, that was uh, our last question. Thank you for being here, Stephen. We really, we really, I really enjoyed the, the conversation that we have. I think that you are a guy, are a guy that is very enthusiastic, has a very good energy, a very smart, is doing a very good, cool thing for the whole students and all the people in general that is trying to learn a presentation. I personally have seen a lot of your video for my project. So thank you. Thank you for your, your support to the architecture world. No, thank you, Matt Samatos, for the invitation. I, I, I'm really happy to, you know, generate these spaces. So between architects, we can talk from all over the world. We can talk on subjects that maybe we all want to talk about, or maybe they're kind of banal, but we still need to talk about them. So people can hear them. And I'm interested as well in all the conversations that you guys have had in the past are very interesting as well. And thank you for the invitation. I hope I can be here in a future opportunity so we can talk a bit oh, more about our billboards because we are actually organizing and preparing a virtual space um, where we're going to host some of these conversations uh, we're going to be able to meet in virtual reality um what yeah super cool oh let's so, do it let's do it let's do it it's yeah perfect you, excuse you get an invitation soon through, right. through the blessed ones <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do the it mafia. <laughs> so now that all the people that are listening if you get to this point, I always say it, we are friends. Like you, you, we, you was with us in this conversation. So follow us, subscribe, follow Steven. Uh, welcome to this journey. Thanks for listening. This was the Architecture for the Soul podcast.